Welcome to Sunburnt Country Music, interviews with Australian country music artists. My name is Sophie and I have been interviewing Australian country music artists for over a decade and I still love it. I love their stories, I love their insights and I love their music. So I hope you enjoy hearing from them on this podcast. Aurel Brundis is a singer-songwriter from far north Queensland who has been releasing singles over the past year. The latest is Stumbling and we're going to talk about that and other things. Hello Aurel. Hi Sophie, hi everybody, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to have you and talk about your songs. The first one was Magpies, about a year ago actually, um, I think it's, it was October think, last year. I think it's like a year to the day. It's all, oh. I think if I actually I should probably check, I was thinking about this the other day and I, I don't, I can't recall what date I released it. I'll have to scroll back into my socials, but I'm quite confident that it was almost the same date, different by maybe two or three days. So, wow. Yeah. Well, there you go. That's a nice piece of symmetry. But let's talk about the most recent single first and yes. what was the inspiration for Stumbling? Okay, so I wrote Stumbling a few years ago now. Um, and at the time, I think I, like my kids were a bit younger. There was a lot going on in my life, uh, you know, the work-life balance. But the gist of the song is a upbeat kind of a way to, I guess, cheer people on in their day-to-day life like we all go through the rat race the day-to-day grind and you know some of us just roll into work feeling like you know we 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 you know not really successful at adulting some days you know if we're just getting the kids to school and rolling into work almost five minutes late and we're feeling like you know a bit hopeless and stuff like that and I kind of felt like I was having a run of those days, you know, and I sort of thought, I wonder if everyone else feels like this and started getting into conversations with people, um, you know, and the conversations were pretty much identical and all about the rat race and Groundhog Day scenarios and, you know, rolling on, rolling on, rolling on. And um, I turned it into a sort of an upbeat humorous song. And at the same time, sort of roughly around the same time, I was diagnosed with an autoimmune disease called Meniere's disease. And that's a disease of the inner ear. It's not a serious one, but it is quite debilitating in the way that um, because it's an inner ear disease, I do suffer with vertigo and balance issues. And so at the start, well, when I wrote this song, I was coming through a few of those episodes. So you can imagine the day-to-day getting stuff done, getting kids off to school, getting myself off to work and trying to get there on time without the boss, you know, breathing down my neck was kind of like a bit of an uphill battle. And so I wrote it as a pick-me-up for myself and also for everyone else. And I want people out there to to sort of relate with it and go, oh, yeah, I can relate to the commute. I can relate to getting stuck in traffic. I can relate to rolling into work and going, oh, the day's only begun and I already feel exhausted, you know. Um, And then there's like there's a hook in the song that says, you know, trying to keep my head up, which is literally referring to my um, dizziness you know there were some days there where I just couldn't even lift my head up and then just trying to go with the flow which is the two lines are together in the song and the just trying to go with the flow came out of like almost borderline debate slash argument that I had with a stranger can't even remember the context of the argument at the time but um, he was uh, try, like putting me down a little bit and he told me at the end of it that I needed to just go with the flow. And I, you know, at the time I was a little bit miffed and was like, you know, I, you don't just tell someone who's angry just to go with the flow, you know. It wasn't seeing my side of things. And so I turned that into uh, part of the hook for the song. So at the time I was angry with him, but 
now I'm kind of grateful that um, that ended up being one of the hooks and it's actually the slogan I've got on my um, on my shirt, my stumbling shirt. So <laughs> it's also quite rude to tell someone to go with the flow regardless of the circumstance because in your case it's hard for you to go with the flow when you can't actually keep balance. He really, yeah, well, that, that's true as well. Literally, it's hard for me to go off the flow, but he really was not seeing my point of view and things. And I was like, this is a moot argument. It's not going anywhere. And yeah, he said, you just need to learn to go off the flow. And I sort of right. thought, all right, well, and that stayed with me a little bit, just those words. And then, yeah, like I said, I turned around and wrote it into a song and it came out really upbeat and I'm really happy with the way it came out. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think the subtext of someone's telling you to go with the flow is why don't you just go with my flow? Because that would be more convenient for me. Exactly. <laughs> hear, hear me out. And, you know, like you don't tell a chick to just, an angry chick to just go with the flow, especially an Italian one. I'm ethnic. So you don't, you don't go there. <laughs> just ask my husband. <laughs> well, and, and yet there you go. You've turned that into gold, basically. You've embraced it. You know, you, as you said, you put it on the t-shirt and you've made art out of it. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and part of what's in that song is trying to connect with others. You know, that, that sense that there are other people are on the journey of life with you, whether it's yes. in traffic or something else and trying to make some kind of meaningful connection or any kind of connection. I'm wondering if you see your songs as a way of connecting. Oh, I do. Um, like when I do these songs, when I play my original music out at gigs, festivals and whatever, I do oftentimes get people who will come up to me and go, uh, I really could relate to the lyrics that you said here and there, and not just in this song and in, in other originals that I write as well. Um, this one here I've found has, has, I've had a lot of people say to me, I'm really glad you recorded that one because that one makes me smile. It makes me laugh. So it is a cheerful kind of a pick-me-up song and so um, it's one of the main reasons why I decided to release it as a single and, re- and have it done professionally and produced professionally. And it was produced by Michael Moko and you've had production with him before so how did you start working with him? Um, so I got to know Michael through Melody, um, Melody Moko, um, when she toured up in our neck of the woods here in Final Queensland and Dinbula, she came along, her and Moko came with um, Fanny and the crew, Fanny Lumsden. And I I knew that Moko was um, producing stuff because he had a sort of side hustle, I guess. Well, not really a hustle. It's, it's his job profession. And I saw that he was advertising that through his socials. And so I, when he came, when they came into, um, they played in our small town here in Dinvula, I, yeah, I approached him and said, look, you know, I, I was wondering if you would be interested in just doing a couple of songs for me because I'm not financial enough at the moment to be doing the whole production EP and, and etc and he was really um forthcoming I was like yep just look me up and um then it was the the struggle thereafter was um constant lockdowns and trying Mm -hmm. to actually get in an airplane physically to fly to Brisbane and get these songs done um I think it was the third time lucky I think I cancelled my flights twice and you are in a state that wasn't heavily locked down, so even there, and so was he. So even yeah. with that, it obviously was quite difficult. It was really, yeah, and I mean, it's a first world problem because, like, at the end of the day, there was a lot more going on at the time, so I tried not to complain, but it was disheartening because yeah, I was ready to go and so was he, and it was like, oh, let's give it another couple of weeks or another couple of months. And as it was, when I finally did touch down in Brisbane, it was out at the tail end of a three-day lockdown, so I just... Those dates just happened to be at the right time. So it was meant to be, I think. 
So Magpies was one of the songs that he produced, which is, as I said, was your first single. So has he now produced all four of your singles? No, no, he's done three. Um, he has done Magpie um, Rain Song, which I released um, early this year in January, and then um, this one called Stumbling. There's another little one that's on Spotify called Believe, and that's like a small little project that we, myself and my duo partner did, and he wanted to have a go at producing and so he had a go in his studio at home and he, I had written the song about a Sasquatch. I was just obsessed with Sasquatch. I, I still am. I, I know that people probably think that's a bit weird, but I just think I love mythical creatures. And so I wrote that song just as a, a little joke sort of a thing. And he, he really took to it and was like, I really love that Sasquatch song. Let's, let's muck around with that. And so, yeah, we, I, I quite liked how we both quite were happy with how it turned out. And so we popped it on Spotify and, I sort of didn't think much of it and it doesn't get as much streams as the other songs, but then I've had every now and then I do get a, a few people, especially my students, because I am a school teacher and I do get a few people who will comment and go, I really like that Sasquatch song. It's, it's quite funny. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's different to the other three, but yeah, it's a great song. It's also on Apple music. Cause that's where I found it. So oh, um, really? Okay. There you go. <laughs> yeah, getting distribution. Um, now you mentioned your duo partner and uh, you have been performing live for well over a decade. So I'm wondering yes. what sort of live bands you've been in. Has it been rock? Has it been pop country? Oh, I do. I've done a bit of everything. So um, the band that I use and I have been playing with for almost 10 plus years, I'm still gigging with um, my, not, not every weekend because we all have day jobs and lives and families, but we try to do at least two a month. Um, and we do pub, pub gigs. So it's, yeah, um, mostly covers anything between country, 70s, 80s, 90s, rock um and they have helped me with my originals so when I have had festivals to prepare for they're in there they're learning my originals and we present them like I um recently just played Savannah in the Round in Mariba yeah. and the guys were there by my side um yeah my wingmen helping me out so I yeah I'm so blessed and my duo partner is um different again he's from um Atherton, which is another town just um half an hour from here and um, we do the more sort of, um, I guess, like your quieter gigs, like your cafe style sort of, um, you know, sitting down people are eating and listening kind of gigs. So it's they're all sort of different, yeah, lend, them, lend themselves to different kinds of atmospheres and whatever. And I love all the experiences. I, I, I enjoy doing covers gigs as well as my originals. I, I, love, I love all kinds of music and performing other people's music is, is great for my original stuff too. It gives me inspiration. Yeah. So when did you start having a musical life? Were you a musical child? Yeah, um, 100%. So my, my, my father was really into music. Um, <laughs> we used to sit in front of Rage with like a little double-decker tape recorder and press record to record out. Uh, did you ever do that? Were you a child of the 80s? Actually? I did it on the, on, the, on the radio. I used to record yes. songs on the radio. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, we used to make our own mixtapes like that. And, yeah, Rage was like um, a constant in our house. We we grew up on Rage. We grew up on Australian music. I, I, I did enjoy a lot of overseas music as well, international stuff. And um, then through to my primary school years, I was involved heavily in choirs, school choirs and productions. And that's where I learned a lot about, you know, performing in public and overcoming stage fright and anxiety and, um, I learned to part sing, so harmony sing in, in a choir. So I have a lot to thank to my um, earlier primary school years, um, my choir teacher. 
And then after that, I sort of, um, high school, I didn't sort of do much with music. And then after high school, I did uni, didn't sort of do much there and, and became a teacher. And it probably wasn't until, I don't know, um, yeah, probably about 12 years ago where I was like, you know, I really want to pick up my guitar again. I really want to get back into, you know, even just learning it. Like at, the, at that time, I think I was just a three-chord girl. And um, slowly but surely I, you know, got into, you know, was playing, networked with people from around here who were, who were playing music. At the time I met my band who, um, they're because they're a family, a father and two sons, and the boys were learning their instruments like bass and drums, and they were, I think, respectively 11 and 13 years old. Mm. And so now they're in their 20s. So I've been gigging with them since they were children, which to me is a real inspiration in itself because they, in my opinion, have always been gifted right from the get-go and um, accomplished in what they do. And, yeah, that's sort of um, I, I met a, lot, um, a few other country um, songwriters, Becky Nethery being one of them. Um, we actually, my husband and I, taught her at another small rural school out here, which shows our age. And um, she was probably my key inspiration to to songwrite. Okay. Um, she yeah she she encouraged she encouraged me quite a lot, and um, that's where it all probably the songwriting side of things probably started about five years ago, and oh. that's where I am to, to date. So, was there a particular idea you wanted to pursue that got you, was the prompt for you to start writing songs, or you just thought I'm just going to sit down and see what happens? I dabble, I must admit, I dabbled in it off and on over the years, but I never felt like I was successful or any good at it. And I'm still developing. Um, like I, I don't say, I, I mean, I feel successful and I, I'm, I'm very grateful with how far I've come from start to finish. And I know that I've, I've still got a long way to go. Um, but, yeah, um, I think, sorry, what was it? <laughs> It was more that because when you started songwriting, because sometimes people yeah. say, "Oh, yeah, there was a, there was something they really wanted to write," and that's what prompted oh, them. Oh, I see. To do Sorry, it. I tried. Right. <laughs> that's where I was getting to. I think it came out of. Um, oh, I think earlier on, I think it was yeah, the inspiration from Becky and like um, a few other songwriters that I got to know. And then I think the kick in the butt for me um, was actually getting this autoimmune disease, uh, which I have had off and on for 10 years now. Um, at the time when I was getting the formal diagnosis, I actually was quite concerned that it was a terminal illness. Like I thought something's wrong with me. Like these symptoms are really, really severe. Like I'm sick all the time. And so I went down that anxiety path of, holy, like, what if, what if? And it turned out I was fine. Nothing was wrong. with I had a brain. They did an MRI and there was a brain in there. So that was great. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I, I think it was at that point in my life where I was like, you know, I've always sort of been the person that's like, yeah, I've got these sort of dreams, pipe dreams that I really want to do. But, you know, I'll save it for later or, you know, it'll be there in, in five or six years time. And, that sort of kicked me in the butt and was like, you know, that could have been a terminal diagnosis and, you know, why wait another minute? And um, so out of that, I, you know, picked up my guitar and my pen and paper and I started writing and a lot of it was therapy. Um, Stumbling especially was a therapy song. I was, you know, trying to offload those um, feelings of, you know, this is, this is really a struggle for me day to day and but let's make a joke of it. Um, Magpie, I wrote, um, it's a quite a, a poignant thing actually, because Magpie, I wrote when I was home 
off work because I was so ill. Right. And um, I was by myself for three weeks because I had taken leave from work just to get well again. And I was just, just one day, I was actually feeling quite sad and I guess um, anxious because my, my diagnosis and the fact that I, you know, I was like dizzy and stuff like that, I, I kind of was like um, still getting used to the new normal. Like this was going to be my new normal. I was going to have to learn to cope with these symptoms, how to manage them and et cetera, et cetera. And I think I was feeling, I was having a bit of a pity party and um, I was feeling sad and I went and sat outside on my back veranda just to get sunshine and, you know, charge up a bit and, and get out to nature because I live I back onto bushland and I, I love nature. And I walked outside, sat down and was quiet for some time and the magpies just descended. It was like one of those um, movies, you know, the birds, they just descend down. And I just thought to myself, these birds... You know, I wonder what life is like at my house, at my home, in my yard when we're not here. Like the wildlife must just take over. And and I was, an, I, that kicked me in the butt a bit. And I was like, yeah, I might write about these birds. And I sort of, I'm a massive Johnny Cash fan. And I was like, I'm going to compare these birds to Johnny Cash because Johnny Cash is a rebel. He dresses in black, a um, little bit misunderstood. Um, you either love him or you don't, I guess. I love him. And I feel the same for the magpies. There's a lot of similarities there. So I don't know if Johnny Cash should be 100% happy with the fact that I've done the, the likeness there between the pair of them. But um, for me, I was like, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to pen this song. And definitely distracted me from my, um, got me out of my funk, so to speak. And I think I penned magpie in, well, it was probably a 20-minute job. I, I was just really in the zone. Yeah. And I performed that. Um, um, I, I performed that live, actually, um, my very first radio interview at FNQ Originals in Cairns about three years ago, and that was the first time any of my family or friends had ever heard Magpie. Right. And I had so many inboxes after that, going, "That was such a good song." And I think at that time it was still all new and raw to me, and I had mixed feelings about how people would would interpret my art and my music and so to have such good feedback was yeah it just all um and after that everything was just it just snowballed and I I, I was addicted to songwriting so <laughs> well and it is a really vulnerable thing to put your art out into the world <clears throat> you know to have a song that your family and friends haven't heard let alone everyone else when you're putting on radio on radio it is, it is a scary moment <laughs> And it was live, so the whole time all I was thinking was, what if I stuff this up? And I didn't, but the, but it was quite funny. It was my first ever radio interview and I was nervous because I, I actually didn't think it was going to be live. I thought it would be pre-recorded and I, I found out it was live like the minute before it was going to air. And I'm sitting there, rookie me, I'm sitting there and the lovely guy, Adam Stephen, his name is, he introduced me. And he said to me, um, welcome to FNQ Originals. And instead of saying thank you, I said welcome. And I've never lived that down. So pretty much I was I was welcoming him to his own radio station. Well, it just means you're a friendly person. <laughs> All my friends heard it and my family. It's still, it is still, yeah, something I've never lived down. But I can have a good laugh about it. So, yeah. <laughs> Well, I have to say, I've always loved magpies, except I got swooped for the first time in my life recently and it drew blood. And oh, I felt no. it was, I, I just thought it was such a rude thing to do. It was in my local area. I've walked there multiple times at this time of year. 
And I just thought, how dare you? How dare you swoop me in my own neighbourhood? They <laughs> and, um, are yeah. so, um, what do you call it, temperamental. Like we've, we're surrounded by them here. We've got so many. But we've got other bird life as well. And so I don't think they get too territorial. But I've noticed in the, the long time, more than a decade that I've been here, um, they tend to, I, I've heard that they're family groups. Mm-hmm. So I have a feeling that these generations of magpies that are coming through are used to us and know us. Right. But on the occasion, we do get one that gets a little bit swoop happy, okay. um, but nothing serious. It's never, he's never connected, but he definitely, he or she definitely does have a good red hot go at us. Um, <laughs> I do know that they are dangerous, but you know what? Like we, we have plovers. Do you, have you got plovers down where you are? Uh, not in the immediate vicinity, but I do see them around. Yeah, they they are sweet, happy, and you know your good old willy wagtails and your kiwis, which are magpie larks. They love a good swoop as well. So, Look, welcome just, to Australia. Everything, we're just walking targets. I think it's, it's <laughs> everything's trying to get us from yeah. down the ground, from up above. Yeah, watch where you go. But you mentioned you know where you live and the birds, and you have a, one of your other songs is Rain Song, which is also yes. about the natural world. So clearly for you, this is this is a constant source of inspiration, the natural world. I, I love where I live. Um, yeah, far north Queensland is a beautiful spot. It's hot though; like I'm not going to hold back. It's it's hot. It's it's either dry, too dry, or very very um, soggy and wet with humidity, like the Amazon. Um, but I love the landscape and I love the ebb and flow, like the changes throughout the seasons. And that's where Rain Song was born out of. But it also was, I, I actually wrote that um, during the um, bushfires that um, took place of 2019, I think it was. Um, and I, I felt really helpless living up here. I mean, we get our, our fair share of bushfires too, but that was quite, as you know, it was horrendous. And um, yeah, once again, I picked up my guitar and my pen and paper and I was like, I just wanted to right almost like a prayer and the the hook in that song is send it down send it all around and I just sort of thought to myself <laughs> if it if it works that'd be great and I played that song at a, at a festival here a couple of years ago and I explained the inspiration behind it and I had the whole crowd singing send it down send it all around and I think we chanted it like probably 10 times and it got really quite almost quarrel and in like a choir and that afternoon, it, it bucketed down. It hailed. Well, you did. It, I guess you don't know your own strength. <laughs> it, it, it works. So I'm kind of choosy where I play that now. If, I, if I'm somewhere at a gig and they've had a lot of rain, I don't play it. I'm like, they've had enough. <laughs> yeah, right. So as you said, you you, know, you work as a teacher, you have a household to run, um, and you clearly play quite a few shows. I mean, that is a, an extraordinary dedication to art, I think. And it's yes. I always find it wonderful when when musicians can can do that because it, the easier route would be to say, this is too much work, I don't, I don't have time to rehearse, I don't have time to perform. But clearly for you, this is a big driver in your life. It definitely is. Um... A, a total distraction for me it was it was born out of the distraction and therapy for my um issues that I was having with my autoimmune and my need to focus on something other than my pity party because um it took a while to come out of that I mean you know you, you go all through your life thinking you're you know young and invincible and then all of a sudden something you know takes you and blindsides you and like I said what I've got is compared to what other people have and what other people are going through is is minuscule. And so it my art, my music and my gigging life is kind of like my outlet for that, my stress. 
Um, I over the years, like I mean, my my kids are growing up now, and that happens well, that happens fast. And over the years, I've sort of um, pulled back, and you know, had a bit of a not a not a full break, but I've done less with my music, my like my gigging and stuff. If my life is a bit hectic, um, um, for example, the past two years, my husband worked away, so I was sort of like the um, you know at home person managing everything here, getting kids to and from school and. And so I, I pulled back a little bit. I was still doing some stuff, but I pulled back a little bit. And so, yeah, it has gone up and down over years, but it's, it definitely is a constant. And it's we have recognised, my, my family and I have recognised that it's something I need to do. And just in light of, um, I guess, you know, how much I've driven myself with these singles that, you know, the, as an independent artist and pushed myself with gigs and, um, you know, looking for local support acts um, with um, established artists and, you know, drive, drive, drive. And I think we've acknowledged that this is something that I need to keep doing for my own, you know, um, sanity. But, yeah, it definitely is something that I, I try to balance with my life. It's, it's um, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a juggling act. I think everyone can relate to that. Yeah, but also, as you said, with your autoimmune disease, the having vertigo can make you feel extremely unwell overall. Like that's it can make you feel nauseated. Have you ever, have you ever had it? So I haven't, but I, I work with someone who has it and yeah. you know, it's deeply unpleasant for her and it comes and goes without warning. And it's, it's, it's not scary. just all balance. It's actually you because what's happening with your balance is, is causing your whole body to feel out of kilter. So it, the body goes, well, I feel unwell. Please just lie me down on a bed. And if you don't, then you just feel really sick. And even that, even lying down on a bed, there is no relief. Um, there's been times I've had attacks that have lasted up to you know four or five hours where I can't open my eyes, God. and um, it's like a nightmare, like a really bad ride at a carnival that never ends. Um, I can't describe it, but for those people who do have a vertigo um, issue, disease, um, illness, whatever, yeah, it's it's quite. It can be quite scary. Mm. um so it's really I, I've had to be so brave I really appreciate um what people go through um if they are feeling unwell and have ongoing diseases you know it really opened my eyes up because there there are a lot of weird diseases out there the one that I've got a lot of people aren't aren't aware of it I, I sort of spruik it and I I've explained to my um you know anyone who sort of asks I'll tell them all about it you know and People will say, oh, I've never really heard of that. But if you really look around, there's a lot of weird stuff that people have and you're like, oh, that's that's horrible. Like, I, you know, I feel sorry for you. But they they seem to pick themselves up most in most circumstances and soldier on, and I find that so inspirational. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I often think that, yeah, we talk a lot about big acts of courage, but uh, there are small everyday acts of courage like getting up, going to work, getting on a stage and, and these things, I think, you know, to do it every single day, it's, it's, it is a, overall a massive act of courage just to yes. be. It takes a lot of um, drive and, and um, yeah, focus is the word I like to use. You have to really focus on what's coming, what's ahead of you and, um, and, and move towards that and, yeah, try to, try to keep that in your sights. And, yeah, I find that has helped me a lot. Some, there have only been a few rare handful of occasions where I have had to pass up on a gig because I have been unwell. So for the most part, out of 10 years of having this autoimmune, um, yeah, it's 
I've still been able to manage getting up on that stage. So <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> and you managed to release some great songs. So looking ahead, are you working towards some new releases? Definitely. I, I have, I, I mean, I write a lot. Most of them probably go back in the junk pile and, you know, get reinvented. Um, but I have got a few up my sleeve that I like, um, especially would love to get into the studio and record one, one in particular that I've written and again, is in the context of far north Queensland. Um, and I, I would love so dearly to hit the studio in 2023 and get that one ready for release soon. Um, but projecting further into the future, my 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 pipe dream, my big goal, my end game is I want to do an EP for sure. I have a lot of people asking me, when are you gonna do an EP? When are you gonna do an EP? And I'm like, oh, like <laughs> it all it all costs so much money. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, it does, and that's the thing. You know, so many artists are independent. Um, that's the nature of, of things at the moment. It does mean you have the freedom to work with the producer you want and to release things when you want. But it does also mean yes, you have to come up with all the money and the that, cash. That yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but for yeah. the time being, we have your existing songs, including the latest single "Stumbling" and Aurel. It's been so lovely to talk to you. And Thank I look you so much. To I hope I didn't waffle too much, Sophie. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. None of it was waffling. <laughs> it's all interesting. Oh, so good. That's good to hear. So thank you very much for your time. Thank you for having me. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Sunburnt Country Music Podcast. For more Australian country music interviews and reviews and other things, go to sunburntcountrymusic.com or to Sunburnt Country Music on Instagram, Facebook and TikTok.